With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, and yet many of us settle for blah coffee every day. With Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with the top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 coffees to make the cut. The coffee I get from Trade is so good, and their team actually worked with me to create my own custom collection. So if you're like me and want your coffee to taste great, but not too strong, go check out my collection at Trade. You don't want what I picked? No problem. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with the coffees you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You'll have nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love the first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash Joe West. That's drinktrade.com slash Joe West for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Welcome to 5460, the Joe West Podcast. Featuring former Major League Baseball umpire Joe West. For six decades, no one has seen more baseball than Joe West. And now he shares those stories with you every week right here on the Podcast Heat Network. Is asking the Reds to leave the field. 
I guess maybe as a form of security. Well, Joe West is not going back behind the, the catcher. So what is he doing? He, he wants to throw him out or what? He's not going to back away from confrontation. It's just not in his makeup. Which guy are we talking about back in the way? Well, come to think of it, hey, it's both guys. <laughs> and they're warning the Atlanta dugout now. A helmet came flying out. Bobby Potts, I don't think, threw the helmet. One of his players did. Bobby's jawing back at Joe West. But somebody's been tossed, and here comes Potts. It was Bobby Potts who threw the helmet out there. Off the umpire, oh. and that's a foul ball. Joe West gets drilled, and he appears none the worse for it. <laughs> He's a strong man. Nice. Now Joe's going to give him some argument because Mark's saying, "Why do you do?" Joe, just get over there and umpire, will you? Yeah. Just get over there and umpire. No. That's all. It's fifty-four sixty. The Joe West podcast. Here's Joe West and your host. Mike Claiborne. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 5460, the Joe West Podcast. I'm Mike Claiborne, and our special guest, you see him and you hear him on ESPN. He's also with the Chicago Cubs broadcast team. Broadcast team. And it's always great to see John Boog Shambi. How are you, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. It's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Let's talk some baseball. Joe West has been at this for a long, long time. Have you guys ever had a chance to cross paths? I've met you maybe once or twice, I, and I've been around you when you're talking to, like, Rick Sutcliffe and people like that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. That's that dangerous. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so how many years for you now in the business? My first year was 97, so I guess uh, what this would be 25, I guess, okay. as a play-by-play as a -play guy, like 20. 20-ish. 97, I was kind of a pregame, postgame. With the Marlins. I, yeah, with the Marlins, yeah. and I did a, maybe a couple of innings of play-by-play -play in each year a little bit more, and by, I think, 2000, 2001, I, I was doing it every game. So he was there when I had that uh, interference call at second base in the World Series, and uh, I turned around, all these people yell at me, and I'm thinking, these people could burn down my house. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's a uh, lot of people there. There's a World, there's a World Series I called interference and took the Marlins run off the board, and Jimmy Leland came out to argue, and it was not pretty. Yep. <laughs> I was there. I was there. I mean, it, it, uh, that place was so big, and it was a football stadium, yep. and it was, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, it was pretty quiet during the regular year, and oh, three and in 97 and then you get to the world series and it's filled and it's just this noise and yeah it's just like a cacophony of like sounds it was just really a loud place just rock i remember that um because they didn't use a lot of those seats they had to no, dust off a lot of those seats for, for postseason was yes. concerned so how many games have you been involved in where joe west was involved in a play in a play yeah I mean, or had I, one of those those Joe West moments. <laughs> Man, I, I you know, I'd say I've I've had a few. I'm trying to think of 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 anything of anything specific that that comes to mind. But between three years with the Braves, eight years with the Marlins, and then you know the last thirteen years doing national, um, yeah, and then doing the playoffs. I've I've I mean I've been 
doing your games for a long time. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you just going over those that scenario and the the time span and everything. You, you had the Marlins when they were hot. You yeah. Had, the Braves weren't bad back then when you started with them, and uh, and we were we were even talking about today. The guest we had on the earlier show was uh, Paul Krause, and he was talking about a running back that should be in the Hall of Fame, that's MVP of the league. Chuck Foreman. Two years, oh, in, sure. two years in a row and didn't make the Hall of Fame. And, you know, you look at that and, and put it in baseball terms, you know, Roger Marison in the Hall of Fame. He was MVP two years in a row. And Dale Murphy was MVP two years, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, but over the course of years, all the people that you've seen and all the, the different teams that you covered, but before you got to covering everything nationally, you, you had to have some – some favorites that you thought maybe got cheated out of some things, you know? Well, I I mean, as a kid, my, I loved the Phillies. So those 80 Phillies teams, those were were my were my guys. Um, I loved Mike Schmidt. In terms of guys that, you know, probably have gotten, have come up a little bit short that I loved, um, I'm not sure if I have anybody in particular in mind that hasn't made it yet. Um, but as a kid, Mike Schmidt was my, was my favorite. And I loved, I just loved those, you know, Carlton Schmidt Phillies teams. Those are the teams <laughs> that I just, as a kid, I just loved. Well, they might've been the best Phillies teams there were because, uh, even before they got Rose in 80, they were, they were a quality team. But I think good defensively, I think Rose was the, the missing cog. He taught them how to win. He was, he was not the better player, but of course he was older. But he knew how to win, and I think he related related that to them. He was he was on them. He was like an extra manager on the field, so that that didn't hurt him. That actually helped him. That's how it came across to me, at least as a kid, was like that he was going to be the guy that would teach them how to do it. Because remember, they kept running into the Dodgers in in the late seventies, and everybody kept thinking the thing that was funny about eighty. And this, again, this is through a kid's eyes, but. I come from my parents met at Drexel in Philadelphia and my dad sides all Phillies fans from South Philly. And then my mom sides from Jersey and they're all Yankees fans. <laughs> and every year they'd be like, you know, the Phillies and the Yankees will play in the world series. And every year the Yankees would get there and then the Phillies would lose to the Dodgers. And then the year that the Phillies finally got through the Royals beat the Yankees. So I didn't, I never got mm. my, Yankees Phillies World Series and then when I finally did I was doing this and I, it doesn't have the same you kind of lose the well you have to be objective yeah, instead right. of uh, pulling for one team or another that's I actually right. had the Phillies and the Yankees in the World Series that was the first year they opened this the state the new stadium yeah and uh, I, I can remember when they opened that stadium and I'm not sure if it was a playoffs or not but uh, they had a ball hit the right field and you know before they had that play where the kid interfered with the the Jeter ball that they Jeffrey said. Mayer yeah and uh so Cito came out and he says uh I, I'd like for you to check that on replay because he had a play where the guy jumped up and him I said you know what when you build a billion dollar stadium and you don't put a roof on it and you don't make it so that a spectator can interfere I think you're right I think we need to go check the replay <laughs> and he laughed <laughs> but I mean uh I don't I didn't see much of a change in the dimensions of Yankee Stadium no. back then, but uh, uh, I, I think what they really did was they made it for the suites and the corporate people. Guys, it's time to bring that summer heat back into the bedroom. 
That's right. Confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet and at the fraction of a cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the United States and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Yeah, it's time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, you need BlueChew.com. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Joe West at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Joe West to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com. For more details and important safety information, and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, and it got it got a little noisy with it. It just like you didn't get a chance to me when you're there. The one thing I don't like about the new one is that you don't see the the retired numbers as clearly because it's just this sea of ads yeah. and yeah. so forth. You know what I just remembered is that I I was calling the game. Do you, I don't think. You, I don't believe you were there, but do you remember the game? It was, I want to say it was a Labor Day game. It was a holiday game, but it was at Pro Player Stadium. And it was like the first game of replay when Frank Pulley went over to a TV camera, guys. It was against the Cardinals. It was against the Cardinals, yeah. And looked in at the replay. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And, yeah, and that, and everybody was kind of, I think when it was happening in real time, everybody was okay with it. And then after the fact, people were kind of like, did he just, go look did he just do that? Exactly. That's a, that just happened? That is exactly what he did. Yeah. And uh, he said, I'm not going to let this ball game hinge on whether I made a mistake or not. We're going to go look at the replay. And he went over and looked at it. Get it right. And, and uh, Frank was, he was weird in a couple ways like that. He, he wanted everything to be right. He didn't, he was, uh, he was a great umpire. You know, strike was, call was like he was throwing oh, yeah. a right hook. He hit a catcher in the mask one time, called a strike, <laughs> knocked his mask off. <laughs> Do you have uh, you, you have favorite players? Do you have favorite umpires? Guys you know have a good strike zone, or guys who know who really work on the bases? Well, okay, so a couple of things. I think as I've gotten as I've gotten deeper into my career, you get to know more and more people. So the first thing that I would say is uh, for seven years, I worked on Wednesday night and Monday night baseball on ESPN and our director, this guy named Jimmy Platt. He's now the director for Monday night football, but his wife, Jen, runs Ump's Care. So through that, I just started to get to know some guys Mm -hmm. and I love, you know, I love Dan Iasonia and Jim Reynolds went to college together. Like, that's pretty incredible. They're two guys went to the same school, and they're both crew chiefs now. Hmm. Um, 
I will tell you that for a well-miked park on radio, a well-miked ballpark when I'm doing a game nationally on radio, back in the day, having Jim Joyce behind the plate was pretty sensational because it would be, here's the 2-1. In there for a strike. You know what I mean? It was like, he was like a third man in the booth because he was so loud. Um, and so I loved that. I You know, so... That's one of the ones that that comes to mind, and I, you know, I mean, I was there. I wasn't calling play by play when, um, you know, when the late Eric Gregg with the, you know, the strike zone for Levon Hernandez. I will say this: I always <laughs> make this point. Greg Maddox is pitching on the other side, okay? So, yes. like, if, if there's anybody that could exploit a, a larger zone, Greg Maddox certainly was capable of doing that. But I just I've enjoyed talking to the guys that are out there now, and. Asking them, you got a bunch of sneakerhead guys who who love wearing like Air Jordans out on the field and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that kind of speaks to me a little bit. So, look, I, the one thing that I have found that I don't know that enough fans realize, at least, and again, you can speak to this 10 times better. But the reason you guys do what you do is because you love baseball. You love baseball the same way we all love baseball. And so I channeled it into a way where I get to talk about it. These guys that are talented enough and worked hard enough, they get a chance to play it. And then on and on, other guys get to coach it. But the umpires love this sport. Well, if you didn't, you couldn't do this job. Yeah. Because it, it's it's kind of a – when you look at how, how you're treated in, in all aspects of it, from the front office to the spectator – you're hated by half the people all the time. <laughs> so, uh, if you, this is not a job you get into to win friends and influence uh, people. But uh, you, you're right, and I, I've told every young umpire I ever worked with, you have three responsibilities, and your first responsibilities to the game of baseball, and that doesn't mean the commissioner's office. It means the game itself, because without the game, we have nothing. And your second responsibility is to uh, your profession, and that doesn't mean the union. That means the profession of umpiring. And your third responsibility is to do what you know is morally honest and correct in your heart. And if you do those three things in that order, nothing you do will be wrong. But you will get chastised for it. You will get beat up for it. But nothing you do will be wrong. And you have to think in those terms that that we're, we're just part of the cog in the wheel. And the good thing about this is, you're witnessing a piece of history every day, and, and you're lucky to be there because you, you had to out-umpire so many different people to get there. And then to be at this level and to be working at, at this at this job is, is just a unique skill in itself. So they should be proud of everything they've done. Hey, Joe, tell our listeners what you told me about the all-natural B1 sports performance and wellness patch that's revolutionizing sports nutrition. Fans, there's no more sugary energy drinks or extra caffeine for an energy boost. The B1 patch is fast acting. It's body heat activated and proudly made here in the United States. It's a must have if you're out on the golf course or on the go or just patching up your future major leaguers. Feel good about using this 100% all-natural B1 patch from USA National Patches. It's easy to apply, worn by over 200 athletes, and is the official patch of 78 Division I schools. And, Mike, I personally used the B1 patch for years, and they've made a a real difference in my life. Visit buyb1.com and enter the code UMPIRE to buy B1 and get one free. I really want you to try these, and I want all our listeners to try it. You'll be glad you did. 
It's the B1 patch. Don't compete without it. That's buyb1.com. Enter the code umpire and buy one and get one free. Yeah, I think the thing that gets lost at times is I think the umpires today continue to be better than they've ever been. I think the thing that happens is that technology allows mm-hmm. us to diagnose mistakes better than ever. So like yeah. so while we think guys are making mistakes at a higher they're not. They're phenomenal. Yep. They're phenomenal at what they do. That's a great compliment. And and I can pass that on to all the guys that yeah. you said that because I I can remember first time we had the replay, and the guy slid into second base, and he beat the throw by half a mile, and he bounced off the base by about a half an inch, and the guy tagged him. And they sent it to replay, and they overturned it, and the umpire's going, what What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the – you know, it's funny, though, because I think the other thing, you guys get caught in the crosshairs of stupid rules. Like, my, the worst rule we have for me, number one, is the running lane at first base. It's the dumbest rule ever – when for 45 feet, you're being asked to run in a space that at the finish, you can't touch the base if you continue to run straight. It's dumb, but it's the rule. And what ends up happening is the umpires enforce the rule correctly over and over and over again. And then the managers come out and effectively what ends up happening, in my opinion, is they're arguing that the rule's dumb. They're not like <laughs> they get mad at the umpire for enforcing yeah. the rule correctly, even though the rule is stupid. Yeah, but the the reason that rule was put in there was years ago, your your bread and butter hitter, your third or fourth hitter was Jimmy Fox or Lou Gehrig, and they didn't want them getting spiked for no reason. That's why the rule's there. Uh, and if you look at the the white line on the base path, it is in fair territory the base is in fair territory and the and the inside of that white line is in fair territory so you can technically touch that portion of the bag and still be in the running lane but uh it was put in there to protect the the fielder it wasn't put in there for any other reason and sometimes uh, it does its job and would like let's take for instance the buster posey rule that they put in for blocking home plate right had buster posey caught that ball I was there when this play happened. He bobbled the ball. And it's just like a receiver going over the middle in a football game. If he catches the ball, he can protect himself. But he bobbled the ball, and he was searching to catch the ball, and he couldn't protect himself. Had he caught that ball cleanly, the runner would have been in jeopardy of getting hurt, not him. Scott Cousins, yeah. So, uh, And nobody felt worse about hurting Buster Posey than the runner. He was was torn up by it. Sure. Yeah, so – uh, and Buster didn't want that rule to be put in play because he felt like it would be called his rule, and it is. It is. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, but sometimes they put things in in place to to remedy. Uh, sure, but change is good. Like the other thing I would say is these guys are bigger, stronger, faster than they've ever been, and yep. from a space standpoint, to ask to 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 techn- yes, the 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 foul line c- cuts across the base. Uh, it's just there's not enough space to ask the guy to run in that spot. I mean, on and on. Like, the balk is a dumb rule. Um, you <laughs> well, can't, see, like, if Lou Brock was here, he'd disagree with you there. <laughs> but, it's like, but, like, dropping the ball on the mound is it has nothing to do with not anything. The, there's the no word, deceiving yeah. anything. It's That's not a ball. Like, that's it's defeating the purpose of it. There's so many rules that they – or enough of them that they should change that – but look, 
and again, I'm just giving it to you from how I see it. There's too much stuff still in baseball that the answer to the question, why do we do it that way, is because that's the way we've always done it. And that's no good. Well, you know, we had uh, Jerry Reinsdorf on this program one time, and I was, I'm a big uh, disciple of getting rid of the DH. And they just put it in the National League. Yeah. And I thought the DH was a bad rule when they put it in the American League, much less put it in both leagues. And he said, but the fans like it. Yeah, right. So, and, and that's why he likes it. Because Jerry grew up a Brooklyn Dodger supporter, and he didn't, he didn't really want the, the DH. He didn't care for the DH. But now that he's an owner and right. he's looking at it from that standpoint, then – He's okay with it. It's funny. So it's where I am on banning the shift. What I don't like about the idea of banning the shift is that it feels like it's penalizing smart. <laughs> it's basically, it'd be like Joe West can't hit a slider, and now you're not allowed to throw him sliders. It, it's the same thing as Albert Pujols hits the ball here. We're going to put all our defenders here. Why? That makes no sense that you shouldn't be able to do that. That said, the fans don't like the shift, so I get it. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm with Mr. Reinsdorf on that one. I will say on the DH, I mean, the last year that pitchers hit, they hit 110 and struck out at a 45% clip. We don't need that. Well, look at it this way. When Billy Martin and Earl Weaver managed in the American league, they burned out their pitchers because they didn't have to take them out in the right. fifth, sixth and seventh inning for pinch hitter and so on and so on. Yeah. So hey. it, it does make it does make a difference, you know, it, and it does affect the game and it affects how you manage the game. Right. Now, it's just that now guys just aren't going as deep in the games. Oh, no. So it's no. just step but, on the gas five and go. Yeah, but a lot of that's because they don't throw strikes. And if yeah. you, you look at these young pitchers that are coming up and you've had them here, mm-hmm. Mike, they come in and they throw strikes. Yeah. You had a pitcher the other day, didn't throw 100 pitches and the game was over. And, uh, and well, that. Yeah, like the the Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, when yeah. he threw the one hitter, hundred pitches, he was on and he was a strike thrower. That and day. that was a game. That it's funny. That's one of the you know. I now I feel like the get off my lawn guy, but it, it becomes <laughs> but it becomes a thing where, like, gosh, we used to see this game a little bit more. That I mean that. Yeah. You know, Smiley was pretty good that night, too. That, you know, yeah. Pujols hit a pitch that he had no business a hitting high, out of the. He hit a neck high four seam fastball that. You would never expect to see. But it was a game. magnificent yeah. game with flow and pitchers throwing strikes, and it just moved, and it was great. And I just feel like when I first got into the league, that game happened more. Yeah, and yeah. they and they went quicker. I mean, to see a four-hour game, we had a four-hour, twenty-five-minute game in St. Louis against the Yankees. This episode is brought to you by Car Shield, who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. And CarShield's administrators handle all the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches. You're taken care of. The same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today and you'll lock up your price now and it will never go up. 
That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. A nine-inning, yeah. four-hour, and 25-minute game. You just can't do it. Nope. So pace of play, where do you stand on that? And what do you what would you suggest? I'm aggressive on that one. I, I think it I think it's a major problem for if you're gonna try to look, people have been talking about baseball's dying forever and it hasn't been so. You know, you find you know, John Miller has a book where the opening quote is today's players, you know, are paid too much and they're not fundamentally sound. It's from Ty Cobb. So you know, they've been saying it forever, <laughs> right? But from a pace standpoint, the biggest problem is there are three things now that are happening at the same time. The game is longer. The amount of time between pitches is longer. The amount of time between the ball being in play is longer. So what? how do you say that, those three things in one sentence? It's taking too long for nothing to happen. Yep. That's the problem. So I don't think anything should be off the table, but I'm in on pitch clock. It's just got to move more. You know, you go back and look at playoff games in high leverage spots. It's first and second in a tie game in game five of the World Series in the sixth inning. And the starter's getting the ball back and he's going. Yeah. And yep. now it's just take your time, slow down. There's tons of swing and miss. Um, the ball's not in play. I mean, I'll do games where like a home run is technically not in play It's over because it's over the fence. So. I'll do games where you'll go 20 minutes where the ball's not in play. Yeah. You can't have it. You can't have that. No, they, you're like, right. where, and, and you know what else? That means you could take the defense off the field. So I, they've got, the pitch clock, I think, is coming. It should come. I, I mean, I, look, I, I want to see this sport succeed. So, and I, I know this is blasphemous, but like, if they wanted to put a pitch clock and make, sure, and make it that it's nine innings or whatever happens in a two and a half hour window, Maybe that's something they got to look at too, but it's just it's got to move, man. Well, Compared you, to the other sports, it has to move. You're leaving something else out that we've we've cowered to, and we've we've let this happen, and it's and it's wrong because we cowered to the the media having their commercial length between innings, and you don't need that. We have split screens. If the pitcher's ready, they should go. Yep. Put the commercial up there and let it run, uh, and don't don't worry about the pitchers. He's ready. If he's ready, he should go because that's what they were taught growing up. And, but the uh, problem with that is you have radio, and so radio needs the, the commercial time. Well, they don't have a split screen. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I, I will say is there's a writer, guy who covers uh, the San Francisco Giants for the Athletic named Grant Brisby. And in 2014, he wrote an article where he found a game from 2013 and he found a game from like 1983. It was effectively the same game in terms of the score, the amount of hits, the amount of walks, like everything. He found the same game from 30 years. And the game in 2013 was 35 minutes longer. And the num it wasn't commercials. Yeah. Play faster. Well, that's it. How about Play just stay in the faster. batter's box? 
Just stay in the batter's See, box. I think it's the pitchers. I, I, well, I think yeah, it's, they, they I, amp up. They're trying to get it wound up between pitches. And, like, I understand the information, but I'll give you one. Like, you don't get to look at your card on the field, man. Do your homework before class. Mm-hmm. It's done. Once once the, ga- once the game starts, there's no stepping off the rubber to look at a scouting report. No way. Like, enough with that. Let's go. Let's go. Joe, I got to tell you, it's great to have the workout anytime on board 5460 as one of our sponsors. Many of our listeners already know that workout anytime as their hometown club where they can work out on their schedule 24-7. Others might be aware that workout anytime is a great business opportunity as well. That's right, Mike. Workout anytime is one of the top 200 fastest growing franchises in the country. and They've been at this for more than 20 years. And they're currently in 22 different states, and they're internationally in Honduras and Costa Rica. How about that? You know what? Opening up a gym is becoming a real big part. How about $30 billion in health and fitness industry is what you're talking about this year. Never has it been any easier to invest in Workout Anytime franchise. Joe, you know you and I are one in five American adults that have a fitness membership. Yeah, I did know that. As a matter of fact, and I'm told... That number is expected to nearly double in the next 10 years. I know these folks that work out anytime, and I have known them for a long time. They're so passionate about the industry, and their franchises rave about the support that they give the company. Well, here's a great business tip. Go to WorkoutAnytimeFranchise.com and learn more. And while you're there, you can see the map of available locations and find out how you can arrange an initial phone conversation to hear more about the proven workout anytime business model. That's workoutanytimefranchise.com. That's my, I, I just, I think it's got to move. I think for the fans in the stands, they want to see it move. Yeah, they certainly do. Well, we all do. I think, I Fair think enough. we all want it to, to be sped up and to be action packed. I mean, the, um, if you look at all the other sports, you know, uh, the funny thing is, is basketball is continuous. Hockey's continuous. They do they do substitutes without without stopping the game. Uh, football, they all stop unless it's a two minute drill. Uh, so there's there's a break in there. But baseball is methodical. It's uh, it's it's more as much as it's a team sport. It's very ind- individualistic, from the pitcher to the hitter and so on and so on. And the biggest cat and mouse game is between the the pitcher and the hitter. All right, I got to ask you a question. How come the quarterback from Elon College didn't become a football referee? Well, it was more money in this job. Okay. <laughs> All right, good enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, before we get out of here, I'm, I'm making you commissioner for a day. You've let us know how you feel about pace of play. What else would you do to enhance the game and make it more attractive? I mean, look, I, I – I definitely want to see them market the stars more. I think there's got to be more of a partnership with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I this is terrible to say too, but in terms of the way it's being played, if we were to start the sport right now and we and the first thing we said is how many games would we play, it sure as heck wouldn't be 162. It's too many games. Well, you yeah. know, we we had a, an yeah. economist and a a writer that that said that he said yeah. move it back to 154, 154. games. Yeah. yeah, George Will, we had him on. He said 154, and, and I also think this with this schedule that's going to come out next year, where we're going to play everybody, you have to think about rainouts oh a gosh. whole lot different because totally. you're not going back to that's that right. city again. 
in a lot of cases. And I think that what I would suggest, they should have only maybe six games, maybe eight games on Monday and Thursday. And if you're not playing, that's either an off day or a makeup game day for you. Well, in the minor leagues now. They're off on Monday. Every Monday. And the minor leagues used to be terrible. I, I think they. I also think they should go back to the seven-inning doubleheaders. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. It was the best thing. And I don't think I heard oh, you anyone like that. You like that rule because happy hour. And all well, that. Yeah. you can get started sooner. <laughs> but the bottom line is the games are more intense. Yes. You know, you, you, you had to really know what was going on. And if you're a manager, you can't sit back and wait on the three-run. You have to get something early. Yeah. So I loved. I think that was one of the best things that they've ever done to the game. If if we got anything out of COVID, that was it. I agree. And they they took it away. So I would I, love I, it to see I, it. See I, it come I think, back. but I think you're going to need it. If we have these doubleheaders and we're going to have them next year, you're going to need seven inning games because of getaway day, because of the fact that you're going to have a lot of teams going through pitching staffs a lot quicker. There's so many pluses to seven inning doubleheaders, especially with the new schedule coming out next year. I'm with you totally. Well, you know what? We can keep this going, but we're out of time. Hey, man, this has been great having you be part of this. I really uh, appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Thank you so much. A lot of fun. John Book, Shandy. I keep calling him Shandy. Shambi from ESPN. (laughs) He's our guest. Another edition of the 5460 Podcast with Joe West is done. And we thank everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. My baby took me to the ballpark to see a baseball game. Lord, it had to be at least 99 in the shade. I was stealing a glance at some tight short pants just as I turned my head. My baby grabbed me by the arm and this is what she said. If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. If I catch you playing the field, you're going to be long gone. You better play it safe and don't do me wrong. Because if you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. You've been listening to 5460, the Joe West Podcast, here on the Podcast Heat Network. Make sure to subscribe and don't miss an episode each and every Monday. We'll talk to you next week. She's checking all the signs. While I'm enjoying two of the great American pastimes It's fouling up my nerve watching all these curves Remembering what she said to me And if I get caught looking it's gonna be strike three If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone You better play it safe Don't do me wrong Cause if you cheat on me Well you'll be out at home If you cheat on me You'll be out at home If I catch you playing the field You're gonna be long gone You better play it safe And don't do me wrong Cause if you cheat on me Well you'll be out at home If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home.